In today's episode, we're talking about taking a leap of faith and actually specifically five ways to take a leap of faith. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Girl Khan, your money mindset expert. And today we're talking about how to take a leap of faith. And actually, we're going to talk about five ways to take a leap of faith. Now, before I, I start about uh, what I mean by it, I have a quote here from J.K. Rowling, which I think is really apt for today's podcast. And she states, It is impossible to live without failing at something unless you live so cautiously that you might as well not have lived at all, in which case you fail by default. Okay. Now, I don't know about you, but I'd rather fail fast and take a chance um, and take take the chance or instead of not living at all. I know failure really, really hurts. But honestly, regret hurts a lot more. If I know there was a study done on people near the deathbed, and I, I wish I could give credit to the study, um, but I can't from the top of my mind at the moment. There was a study done when pe- there, you know, people who were on the deathbed, they were asked what was it that they were most, that they regretted the most or did they have any regrets or anything like that. And I think that the assumption was that people would you know, say they regretted going to work or they regretted doing certain things in the past. But it was surprising that majority of the people regretted not taking chances, not regretting, uh, regretted not doing things in, in the younger years that they could have, like the holiday, the, 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 the career they wanted, or, um, you know, like if they wanted to go into certain profession like singing or dancing or some other, some other creative arts or spending more time with the family. They actually regretted not taking enough chances. So when people live so cautiously, they actually don't live at all. And I think this is very similar to what Bob Proctor, may he rest in peace, said as well, that people live their life in a way where they tiptoe their way to the grave. And I so agree with that. Now, if that's the case, then if people are not taking a chance, what are they doing? Well, they're not taking a leap of faith, okay? What does taking a leap of faith mean? Taking a leap of faith means you are leaping without knowing where you land or on the other side, and which can be extremely scary. You don't know where you're gonna, what's gonna happen. You don't know the, the you know, you don't know that taking the risk um, is, uh, is, is enough or not. You know, is, is, are you gonna get to the other side? Would you fail? And there's a strong possibility of failing. But when you take a leap of faith, you are jumping in a way that can be, you know, that can that can allow you to grow, that can allow you to find out who you are, and that can take um, you from where you are at the moment in your current circumstances and quantum leap your results can bring you the kind of life that you always dreamed of. But if you don't take that leap of faith, a lot of the times you are just 
you know, procrastinating about taking certain action in a particular task or a project, or even, you know, for example, you know, it could be even some in personal life when you think about procrastinate about, you know, asking that speaking to the girl or the girl, the guy or the girl. I mean, it it, it could be a whole heap of things. It, the taking leap of faith is not necessarily just in relationships or in finance or other things. It's about tuning in into intuition. I'm actually going to give you the five steps for it in a bit. But it's about who, you know, knowing who you are and not fully having all the answers and not knowing where you're actually going to even see. At times, it's in, if you say it metaphorically, you're jumping off a cliff without you know, without any wings and without any security net underneath you and just assuming and hoping and praying that God is going to protect you. Uh, and that's the kind of, you know, the, the kind of leap of faith that I'm talking about, where you are, you know, you can take as many precautions as you want, but there's a, there comes a point where you have to take, a, you know, you have to jump, right? I know that taking risks is scary and it can be uh, very daunting but without those calculated risks you will you know you will not grow and the greatest things in life really require a leap of faith yeah you can't you cannot fall in love you cannot let your guards down without the leap of faith you know you cannot you know really know if your relationship is going to work out or not if you don't take that leap of faith it comes to as basic stuff like that right um, in your career, if you don't take that option, if you don't allow yourself to to see how you can um, learn a skill or in your business, especially when speaking to entrepreneurs, there comes a time when you have to give up the security of your nine to five or so-called, you know, this illusion of security of your nine to five. And you have to go after what you really want, your side hustle, your business, your, your passion, whatever it is that you're, you're aiming for. You have to take um, that leap of faith. You have to move ahead and you're never going to be ready. You're never going to have all the answers. But sometimes you never, you never, things are never going to line up. Your ducks are not going to line up in a row the way you want them to. There has to come a point when you have to say, no, I just have to move forward with whatever I have at the moment. And this is what I'm talking about today, taking the leap of faith. Now, you know, if the, the point is, um, you know, the question can be, what is faith exactly? You know, you know, you say, well, go, that makes sense. Okay, fair enough. But do I just jump off a cliff for the sake of it? You know, what do you mean by taking a leap of faith? What's the distinction of me being stupid and jumping off a cliff and me taking an actual leap of faith, which is a very good question. You know, that's a very valid question. What's the distinction? How do you distinguish between a fool jumping off a cliff and a person who's taking a leap of faith? Right. So let's do, let's um, let's describe faith. Then. then faith in my in my books is a belief in something larger, grander, more powerful than you. OK, it's a belief that, you know, devices, energy, universal energy, God, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Rama, Brahma, whatever name you want to give to devices, energy will protect you, will save you, will have has your back. Um, it, it's the idea that you will always be guided by this universal energy which has your back and you can do no wrong. In whatever wherever turn you turn, whichever way you move, you will have either um, a, achieve success or you will learn, um, you'll be guided about something, you'll be given certain guidance to move ahead. It will become that journey or that step would become a stepping stone to your final destination and you will always be moving ahead. You're not, you're not going backwards. Yeah, does it, does it make sense, right? It's like having... You know, it's like being in the position where you're you're using your higher self, you're using your intuition to move ahead, and you're driving in a car, 
and you're ha- you're taking the fa- leap of faith that okay, I only know the next ten steps, and I'm going to walk on those next ten steps. Like I, like, for example, when you drive in a car at nighttime, we can only see the next ten yards ahead of us, right? In the dark, we can't see anything more. But we know the fact that when I when I cross, you know, when I cross another yard, another yard thereafter will come, you know, become visible to me. So as we are driving the next, we you drive that section of the road, the next section of the road is going to become visible to me. That's the kind of leap of faith we have to have in our lives when you don't know, when our vision is so grand, it's so huge, and we don't know how to get there. And this has been utilized by all the great achievers, all the great um, leaders, all the great, even even um, businessmen of, of of the of years past and today, for example, uh, Elon Musk had had no idea how he was going to send people to the Mars, but he is planning doing that. He had no idea how to make an uh, electric car sexy and and fast and you know commercial and and actually sell it to people. And he, yet he's done that. And you know, it's he had the vision, and then he took a leap of faith, and then he worked on it, and. And has it been a straight road? Hell no. There've been obstacles way all the way throughout. In his SpaceX project, you know that company, he, there there came time when he came close to bankruptcy. And yet, you know, he had that faith that divine energy will support him. And literally, when he was on the brink of bankruptcy, he won up you know multi billion dollar contract with NASA. Right. So. This leap of faith allows you to trust that your vision is grand, but this vision has been given to you by Divine Energy. And as long as you take the first initial step or the first few steps, the rest of the steps will be made visible to you and you'll be supported along the way. This is what we mean by having faith. It's not blind faith. It's faith in something higher, something bigger. And you know what to do with the initial steps. And initial steps could be, uh, for example, if you are in a corporate job at the moment, to see what kind of business you want to have on the side, you know, what kind of side business you want to, what do you want, what profession you want to go into. For example, if you are an accountant and you want to become a life coach, then the first thing for you to do is, okay, make that decision. And then you go and do some training to become a life coach, whatever kind of training is, right? I'm not saying that um, one type of training is better than the other, but whatever tribe of training, or if you want to become an actor and you're, you're an accountant, then maybe you need to take some acting classes, right? So you need to take the first step and then have the faith that as long as you pursue the first few steps that have been made known to you, the future, the steps required after that will be become apparent, will be shown to you, and you'll be guided all the way throughout. That's the point of, that's what I mean by leap of faith, okay? And so in all this process, remember, I'm never saying that, um, you know, when you take a leap of faith, that there is no fear. Um, fear is always there in the background. And I, I you know, it, this is not... Um, you know, you take a leap of faith, you have to have your faith in divine energy and you have to have the courage to face your fears because at, at times you just don't know if, you know, if, if the step you take is even going to be, you know, going to give you the results or it's going to be worth it. But that's what you have to do. And fear is always in the background. It, it's powerful and it persists. And it keeps saying, you know, why try? Why bother? Are you going to fail anyway? You don't know what's going to happen. But this is where faith comes in and faith goes, well, why not? Right. I always say that when faith comes knocking on the door, fear jumps out of the window, right? Uh, and it does. And this is what you have to believe. So you can't be fearful and have faith simultaneously. You can have one or the other. And at times, fear does come in. So I'm not saying you're not going to have fear, but every time fear comes in and you know becomes a most tries to be a permanent resident in your home, in your mind, in your heart, you have to allow faith in through the main door. 
And as long as faith comes knocking and you open the door to your faith and allow yourself to trust in divine energy or something, something higher than yourself, then fear has no, um, there has no purpose there and it has no option but to jump out the window and leave you. And so I'm not saying fear won't come back because fear is persistent, I have to say. But every time fear comes in, you have to go and face and bring faith back in. Does that make sense? Right. I hope it does. So, uh, you know, a life lived in fear is like a bed of, um, you know, it's, it, 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 it's, it's a life unfulfilled. If you live a life full of fear, then you're going to be afraid of everything, trying everything and accomplishing nothing. Whereas if you live a life of faith, yes, a fear will come in every now and again. And yes, you will you know, be concerned every now and again, but faith will carry you forward. And you will achieve, maybe you won't achieve everything you set out to achieve, but you will be achieving at least a lot more than if you didn't try, right? And most unlikely from what I've noticed from people around me, they achieve more than they set out to achieve because when you have faith in devices energy, devices energy rewards you abundantly. You get dividends upon dividends upon dividends, um, you know, as, as a reward for your, you know, for your faith and your trust in devices energy. This has been my experience. And and then when I and the more autobiographies I read, the more people I learn about who've, who've succeeded and have achieved these amazing things, the more I realize that this is the case for everyone who takes a leap of faith. So therefore, and that now doesn't matter how many times you um, fall down, it you always have to get up because it, this is another thing we have taken a leap of faith. You have to realize certain times. Your falls that you think are your failures are actually your training. And I've noticed that about my life. There's been so many aspects to my life where I can I can see it as a failure or as I can see it as a lesson. And I choose to see it as a lesson because I believe that divine energy is preparing for me for something even more grander, for something even more amazing than what I'm doing at the moment. And that divine energy has this great, amazing plan for me and my life. And in order for me to fulfill that purpose, for to, to live up to that expectation that God divine energy has of me for that particular plan, I have to have certain skill sets. And that includes courage and resilience and persistence and you know, numerous other, other qualities and skills that I've picked up over the last few years. So the times when you are going through your rough patch, so to speak, you know, you, it's actually the time of training. And I read a, I read a quote recently. I really, um, it really, really touched my heart. And I, I think it was one of the TikTok things or, or on um, or YouTube shows. I can't remember now, honestly. But it was so apt. It was so perfect that I'm going to share with you. And it said, if you are talking to God, if you're praying to God and God is silent, then remember that the teacher is always silent during a test. And at times it really is. We we do have certain tests that we have to go through. We have these things that we have to learn, these lessons we have to learn because we don't have the skills that, that we need to get to the next level. I know in my own personal life, I, I like to think I'm a very patient person now and I'm, I'm of calm demeanor, but I wasn't like this. I was very hot-headed and I was, you know, very, I am, I am hot-blooded. And I, and I had, um, I didn't have much patience and I didn't deal well with people, you know, especially people who were intelligent. Now I have the skill that I'm able to speak to, it doesn't matter who, what kind of intellectual ability they have and what kind of person they have. I'm able to speak to everyone and, and it doesn't, I don't get bored or anything like that. I'm able to talk to every kind of person across all levels. 
And, you know, and I take pride in that. Whereas when I was younger, I remember because I was very, very smart, I had difficulty talking to people who weren't smart. They really bored me and I would just switch off and I just wouldn't talk to people. And I, I, I was, I was very judgmental at times, you know, people that people are not smart, you know, why are you smart? And the fact that you don't know that you don't study hard enough or you don't, you know, all kind of things as you do as a teenager or as a, as a young person. And now I have no, no kind of qualms like that. And I don't, I'm not judgmental. And I know, I don't have those those kind of impatient, <laughs> uh, I would say impatientness. I don't have that. I don't have those uh, the the need to to converse at that high intellectual level either. Uh, I'm able to converse at different levels and enjoy the conversation regardless. And also patience. I have developed a lot of patience and humility, and that is another factor. A humility I have developed. I I didn't think um, throughout my life when my younger years. I've always been blessed that I've had uh, good looks. And it didn't it didn't occur to me once that I, somebody could make me feel ugly or fat or anything like that. And especially not for my ex, because, you know, he's average looking and I'm, 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 I've never been average by any standards. I've always been told that as well. And I've, I've always been, I've, you know, I've, I've heard that as a compliment. Yet that individual not only put me through hell and back, he made me believe that I was no longer attractive, I was no longer beautiful by in my mid-30s, not in my 40s or, or anything else, but in my mid-30s, he had me convinced that I was now fat, I was now not pretty, and those things. And that can really build humility, I have to say, really, really build humility in me. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. And so I'm sharing this with you about my personal life, that I, the lessons that I had to learn. Humility, I had to learn humility in on all aspects of my life. My appearance was one which I had to learn. Learn that um, just because you, uh, you may be, you may seem attractive to some people, doesn't mean you're attractive for everyone. But anyway, um, he really taught me humility when it comes to physical appearance, personal appearance, and even in the intellect, because he made me feel really stupid and really dumb. Again, I've always been one of the smartest people. I, 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 you know, I know. But I suppose I, you know, that I, I've actively now looked for people who are smarter than me on purpose. That I want to hang around people who are smarter than me. I was, I do believe that if I'm the smartest person in the room, then this, this, I'm in the wrong room. But before, I took pride in the fact that I was super smart and that I, you know, I'm the smartest person there. And you know, I because I, I worked ten times harder than everybody else, so I had to be the smartest person around. Yet he taught me that that doesn't have to be the case. And this man isn't. Of, you know intellectually we're not you know he's not my level but yet he he made me feel incredibly stupid and he made me stupid with all, <laughs> all the drama and oh my goodness if you ever read my story I should if I ever get to write my memoirs that should be interesting I have read an introduction uh, chapter in my book about what happened but it was just very brief if I do actually tell the the full story it's a whole Bollywood stroke Hollywood saga Probably wouldn't film in a film. I probably need to make a Netflix series or something about it. Anyway, the point being, I was made a fool, complete fool about so many things. Now, why am I sharing that with you? Because it built humility, right? So I know the younger version of me was one, 
incredibly um, confident in her um, intellectual ability, was incredibly confident in her physical appearance, was very, very confident in her, you know, my moral, moral stand, because I'm of such high moral character, you know, God will only bring high moral character to me. And I really believe that if I'm a good person, I will only attract good people and da, 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 da. Oh my goodness, there's so many things that I believed about myself, which were completely proven wrong by devices energy. Now, why is that? And I was, you know, when I was analyzing my life, I have to say, and there's there's probably a lot deeper lesson than I am I'm talking about at the moment. But for today's purposes, this is enough to say that everything that I've been through has built made me and built me to be the way I am. And one of the major lessons that I took away from my, you know, not the not necessarily the first marriage, but the second one especially, because of the, the level of abuse that came with that marriage, was humility. Humility in my appearance, humility in my intellectual ability, humility in who I am in general as a person. So it doesn't matter how many compliments I get about my appearance and my looks and what have you, I would never in a million years have that kind of um I, I wouldn't say it was arrogance before, but it was. There's a lot of humility when it comes to physical appearance and intellectual ability too. That is present here. That was never present when I was younger because there was no need for it. It was. It was it, I didn't have evidence to prove otherwise. Now I do, and so I know that my path that device energy has for me is amazing. But I had to have these lessons. Now bringing coming this back, bringing it home to the leap of faith. This is where you have to have the leap of faith that everything that's happening for you is happening for you, isn't happening to you. And then you have to trust divine synergy that even times when you think you failed, even times which prove you wrong, even the times when you think, well, I took a leap of faith and it didn't work out. Everything's happening for you. You are being made into this magnificent version of yourself, which is going to fulfill the, your divine purpose, your divine plan. And if you don't know about the divine plan, I will talk about it another time. But I have talked about that in my book, um, Laws of Money. But you, every single person has this divine design, this divine plan, that, and you have this divine purpose that you're here to fulfill. And in order for, for, for you to fulfill that purpose, you have to have certain characteristics. You have to have a certain kind of personality. And the the things that you go through in your life, the, the hardships, the heartaches, the, the failures, the... I don't know, the, the shame and all kind of things that you go through are all geared, are all designed to make you the kind of person that you need to be in order for you to fulfill your purpose, your divine purpose, your divine design and um, and live your divine life. So this is my my you know my advice to you and my my suggestion to you is to see your life as a gift and everything that happens to you is is preparing you for for everything you asked for. It really is, and so you know you 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 really deserve everything that you that that you desire. But in order for you to obtain everything you desire, you have to go through certain paths. So now I'm going to give you my five steps or five ways to take a leap of faith. Okay, first of all, you need to have step one. It would be set your intention. So you need to have you know an idea of where you're going. And if you see your intention, it's act like a compass. Yeah, it's like a beacon of where you want to go. It's not necessarily saying, oh, you have to be here. Uh, for example, I want to have a business, online business. And I, you know, initially I was working as a as a general life coach. I was working, I was working with EFT, and I realized that as a as an energy healer, I'm a lot more powerful. 
And uh, instead of focusing on health, which I was very good at, I focused on money. Okay, so that's one thing. I could have seen the fact that it wasn't supposed to be um, coaching. Maybe I could have gone into property because I was I, I, I do property, so I could have gone into that as well. But you need to have an intention of what he wants. My intention was to work from home around my children, right? And so it doesn't, your intention doesn't, you know, it has to be, not rigid. So that's what I mean. It, it shouldn't be an anchor. It shouldn't be something that you, drags you down. It has to be flexible enough, but it gives you direction, which direction you're going. So you need to have your intention in place. Okay. You, you can't get where you want to go unless you know where you're going. And this is very important. So you need to get very clear as to what it is that you want and your intention for it. So you want to build a business and what you know how much do you want to earn and what do you want to do, especially if you're talking about wealth, right? If it's wealth, okay, how much wealth and what kind of money do you want to be working or making? For example, I, you know, and what monthly income or yearly annual income and what, you know, what kind of time do you want to dedicate to? You know, all that kind of, you need to be very clear about what it is that you want to have set a very clear intention right um so that you it all starts with a clear intent then step number two it needs to come uh, is step number two comes in so once you set an intention the step two is to surrender to the outcome you know the you can decide where you want to go in which direction you want to go but how you get there and when you'll get there is up to divine energy let me give another example here so you know that i uh, decided uh, that, I, that recently that i you know i wanted to I wanted to have multiple businesses, right? And I already have the coaching, which I love and adore. And I have my property and my trading and other things. And I wanted to, I wanted to have another additional, I wanted to have additional businesses. And I wasn't really sure what direction to go in. So I, I gave it that that idea up to Divine Energy. And Divine Energy, show me what other businesses or what other you know areas or niches I should go into. And a few have you brought to my attention. And so that was that was it. I asked Divine Energy for guidance, for help on how to get there. My intention was to have multiple sources of income and then what you know should be my source of income or what should be the channels, as I call it. That's been made shown to me. Okay, you can try this, you can do that, you can do this and that. So all these different opportunities have become, you know, in, in, into my um into my world, in my, in my 3D world. And I've got awareness around them because of this intention that I set up. Okay. So it's the destination isn't yours to you know decide it's not for you to um, know how you're going to go you just have to have the intention i want to go in this direction what exactly is going to happen and how you're going to get there is for divine energy to show you yeah so allow the universe to show you um you know the, the best and easiest path to get there so this is what it means by um surrender to the outcome you need to give yourself the flexibility, open yourself up and to receive your intuitive guidance from, from device's energy. And this is very, very important. Okay. You, you let device energy guide you. So that's number two. Third way, okay, uh, for you to take a leap of faith is to look for signs and synchronicities. So you'll see a sign. So when you ask device energy for help and you say, okay, show me a sign that I should do this, or show me a way that I, you know, I'm in the, I'm going in the right direction. I need some help. I need some guidance. So when you're about to take a leap of faith and you're asking for help, again, come keep this in mind. You know, this is a theme running here. It's all about, and you know, having the faith, faith in device energy. If you ask for help and signs, you'll be given signs. So recently, I asked for um, sign that I'm on the right path, and what I what I'm thinking of doing is what I should be giving, what we should be doing. And all of a sudden, I've been seeing you know double one, you know eleven, eleven, and twenty two, twenty two, and all these double digits on all the time, all the time. So I'm taking that as a sign that that's the, that I am doing what I need to be doing, right? So 
when you see these uh, these signs, you know that you're on the right path and that your faith is being acknowledged and you are being guided onto the right path. So that's, that's the third way for you to take a leap of faith. The fourth one is, you know, you need to actually understand that you're never going to be ready. Your ducks are never going to line up. You're never going to have the right opportunity at the right time, the right place. At times, you know, there's always going to be issues with your health or something else or kids or partners, whatever have you, right? It's never going to be the right time. So there's going to come a point when you just have to take the jump. So you have to jump before you're ready. You know, there's no such thing as leaping too early or leaping, um, you know, only the fact that maybe you 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 don't um, leap at all. And a lot of the times people actually, instead of jumping, um, you know, leaping with faith early, they don't leap at all. They just sat there procrastinating on the edge of the uh, edge of the mountain. The next thing they know, they're turning 80 or 90. And they're, you know, and they feel it's too late for them now. So, and you don't have, the, the only thing that you have a scarcity of, I think, is time. Money you can make, everything else you can sort out and do. But the only thing that we have a limited quantity of is time. Because in this 3D world, we do have a limited time alone. alone. And and we we don't realize how quickly the days become weeks, become months, become years. And next thing you know, we're thinking about something we wanted to do five years ago. And we haven't started it yet. And I remember this happened in my podcast because I mean, I, I started this podcast in June of 2020, 2020. But I had been talking about it and thinking about it and yearning about it since 2018. It literally took me two whole years just talking about it that I want to do, I want to do, I want to do, I want to do it. And I never got started. And then COVID happened, the pandemic happened. I thought, my God, I have to start now because I just have to start. And I did. And and we've begun, we've gone from strength to strength ever since. But it, it was amazing that I just, you know, I, I was stuck there for the longest time because I was procrastinating. So you have to jump before you know you're ready. Okay. That's very important. And final one, the final way to do this is um, by trusting and believing, you know. So you need to faith. You, faith will hold your hand through the darkness. You need to know that device energy is always there through you know, through every step of the way. There's a story that comes to mind at this moment in time, and that's its footsteps. And I don't know if you guys have seen this. It's a it's it's actually one of the things that I read when I was younger. Um, you know, and I had a poster about it called Footsteps, and where this person is, um, you know, sees that, um, looks upon her, her her life and looks back and sees. You know, and notices that, you know, most of the times, you know, there are two um, footsteps in, in the sand. But the times when it was the darkest, the times when it you know, was really, really painful in her life, she can only see one set of footsteps. And she turns around to God and she goes, God, that's so unfair. That's so not, that's so wrong. You know, how could you do this? And God was like, what's wrong? And uh, the answer is, well, you know, in the times of my darkest needs, my darkest hour, you left me alone. You know, there's only one set of footsteps there. There's no, you know, the, so I, that means I was alone. And God turns around and says to this woman, my child, the reason why there are only one set of footsteps in those moments is because in, in the, during those moments, during those hardships, during those times, I carried you. And that story has always stuck for me. I know that comes from the Christian faith, because obviously Allah doesn't call us my child. Um, but 
it's a Christian story or from that faith, but it's a story that really resonates with me because that's the kind of that's the kind of thing that I was think that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala was said to me that, that look, <laughs> that's when I was carrying you. You didn't have the energy to walk, and I know there are many times in my life where I've just literally broken down and cried on the masala when I've read masala my prayer. And I am like, I have no energy. I don't know what to do. You do this. You take over. I can't move any move ahead anymore. And I've got through it because of my faith in divine energy. So, and there's been so many times like that in my life. And this is why I think today's episode is so close to my heart. And I am so emotional. Instead of jumping off the walls, I'm actually emotional because I remember when I took that when I took that decision to divorce Irfan, I and that was definitely taking a leap of faith. The first time around it was too, but at least then I was financially independent, you know, because in the first marriage, I was the main breadwinner. So I was the one who's um, making money. It wasn't financial dependence. It was just marriage. The second time I was divorced, when the second time marriage, when I, when I was divorcing Irfan because he cheated, um, he literally paid the financial card on me and he, you know, he basically made out that I either accepted his second, his girlfriend who never, he wanted to go and make his wife um, or he, um, you know, he wouldn't give me a penny for the kids or for, let alone their schooling and they wouldn't give me a penny for food. And I took the leap of faith that divine energy will provide for me and I decided to file for divorce and I did and he you know he came through with his uh, threats you know he pulled all the cards under the table and showed that he had no money and the fact that you know he didn't give me a penny for the kids and myself or anything and I, I, I literally did end up you know coming very close to bankruptcy yet I held on to my faith that divine energy will take me through and will guide me through and will bring me out the other end and it has it's not that long ago I, I now am uh, you know, this is going back to 2016, and I'm recording this in 2022. So, you know, in around exactly just under six years ago now, I that's when I found out about the affair, and then in August of 2016 is when I, and 31st of August 2016 is when I found out about and when I caught him red-handed, um, literally, um, in the true Bollywood style. Um, and he was telling me that he didn't want to leave me either, and how he wanted to keep both me and her, and so forth. And I remember telling him, like, don't, you don't have to, you know, it's not about you. I don't want to leave you. I'm leaving you. And I, that moment, I just had this faith in my heart that doesn't matter what happens, God will get me through and I will find a way to provide for my kids. And, you know, I'll make sure I give them the kind of education that I wanted. Prior education has always been very close to me, very important to me. Um, whether you agree with that or not, it doesn't really matter. It's important to me. And and make sure that I had food for them. I took that leap of faith, and I have been rewarded. I have to say, it was not an easy journey moving forward. If I look back in hindsight, but everything that happened created me to be who the person I am today. And today, I do have multiple businesses. I do phenomenally well. Both my kids are in private education the way I wanted them to, and I can afford to be able to keep them there and have the choice of whatever school. So my my son's going to multiple schools, and we have the luxury of you know um, not worrying about how to pay for them because I know I can afford whichever school he chooses. The fees for the school is not an option anymore. It's basically what he wants to go and what's good for him, and that's a very privileged place to be at for my own money, not from where you know, very fun pay because he doesn't pay for anything anymore at all. He, he doesn't contribute to anything. So I'm in a privileged position to be able to do it myself. But 
this only happened because I took the leap of faith and trusted divine energy to show me a way to be able to make enough money to not only look after my kids, but provide them with the best life possible and to give them the most important thing for me, which was love affection from their mother by not going out to work and working from home and be able to make enough money to be able to send them to the best schools that I could possibly afford to as in private education. And I've done that as well. So my from, from my perspective, that leap of faith has allowed me to give my kids the kind of life that I wanted to give and, and allow them to have the kind of opportunities that I wanted to give and do it on my own terms and being able to do it myself. And that's such an amazing feeling that I cannot even begin to describe. And all this started, all this happened because I took the leap of faith and trusted that I'm going to move ahead and I'm going to allow divine energy to show me what to do, how to do it. And even if I fall or crumble, I will pick myself up and divine energy will guide me to move to the next level. And every step and every time I fall, I'm going to use that fall as a stepping stone to move ahead and move significantly ahead. So I've, I've, I've used my life in the most productive way and I've been rewarded. I have to say I have been rewarded with the, the kind of clients I get to work with, the kind of people I work with and the kind of things I have and the kind of things we enjoy. I'm in a very, very privileged position. So I have to say, when you trust devices energy, you are never let down. So that's why taking a leap of faith is sometimes the only thing and sometimes is the best thing you can do. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, thank you so much. Do leave us a review and I will um, go back to you. We do read all the reviews. And if you do take a screenshot of your review and send it to money mindset, um, money mindset with gulkan at gmail.com. That's money mindset with gulkan at gmail.com. We will send you a million in the mirror meditation for free and to say thank you for supporting our podcasting journey. Well, until the next time, this is Gulkan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.